Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Apostle Nicole Reddick with Converting Souls International Ministries, CSIM. And we will be discussing seers, God's prophets and apostles, or Satan's diviners too. Last week we discussed seers, God's prophets and apostles. This week we will discuss seers, Satan's diviners. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Father, I pray that you would touch the eyes and ears of the hearers, that they may see and understand what the Spirit of God is saying to the church today. I pray that each person that listens will be able to discern after this month the spirit of truth and this from the spirit of error that is taught about witches and prophets warlocks and prophets and apostles and about being able to see in the spirit is it of witchcraft or is it of God of you almighty God so I just pray that you would touch each and every heart give them an understanding empower them and enlighten them in the name of Jesus Christ I pray amen and amen first Samuel chapter 28 in your spare time you can read the 28 3 through 19 and we're going to be skipping through there are some important verses that I would like to discuss we're going to start off in verse 5 and when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment. And he went and two men with him. And they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit. And bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. She's asked, Saul is asking the woman of Endor with a familiar spirit. And we know that a familiar spirit is the spirit of divination. And he's asking her to divine for him. And to divine in this verse, verse 8, means to evoke or conjure up the dead. Not... The natural living person but the person whose shell is in the grave now and he is eternally or she is eternally asleep so conjure me up this spirit which is still living not in the natural sense where we can see them but in the spiritual sense 
And let's go down to verse 12. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. The woman saw, and what did she see? She saw gods ascending out of the earth. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And she said, An old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed himself. She saw gods. Gods in this verse, in verse 13, means mighty men of the earth. God made men gods. And according to the children of Israel, they were the judges. And now we can see his prophets were also gods because they also judged Israel. Deborah was the only other female judge noted in the Bible. And she would be considered a god according to God, giving her the authority to judge his people. Now, we're going to go to familiar spirit. He said she was divining by familiar spirit. And we understand that familiar spirits, when people work out of a familiar spirit, they're working out of the spirit of divination. It also means they do practices such as necromancy and the spirit of divination they conjure ghosts which is the same thing seancing today they call mediums and wizards and we know it to be an occult so witchcraft is an occult and let me tell you what a necromancer is it is he or she is still equal to a sorcerer it's one who calls up spirits from the abyss to foretell future events so either the spirit that they conjure up is going to enter them and they're going to go off and prophesy or like this woman of Endor the medium she conjured up Samuel but Sam but Saul spoke to Samuel the spirit himself he was not dead he's living he was not, he's dead of the natural, but living in the spirit. And here we can see that after we die, there's a place we go and we're still living. I want you to get that in your head, in your mind. We are still living after we die. Otherwise, she couldn't conjure him up. She couldn't bring him up to speak to Saul who was living. Somebody who is dead is speaking in spirit form to someone who is living. But this is the spirit of divination. And as long as you do it as a person, you're working out of that familiar spirit. Unless the Holy Ghost 
gives you eyes to see and ears to hear in the spirit. And we learned that last week, right? That by God's prophets and his apostles who see, they see by the spirit of God. They don't have to conjure up anything. It's just if they're there, you're going to see it. If God wants your eyes open to the spirit world, to the spirit realm, what we call it, the spirit realm, you're going to see it. You don't have to conjure up anything. Being a seer, I understand that. Just loving God, he will open my eyes. Now, we see by the spirit of divination, Satan copied a divine act of God through the woman of Endor who had a familiar spirit. So there are other spirits out there than the Holy Ghost. But you want the Holy Ghost. You don't want these familiar spirits. Jeremiah chapter 2. Verse 8. It says the priests said not where is the Lord and they that handled the law knew me not the pastors also transgressed against me and the prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after the things that do not profit it did not profit Saul to go see the woman with the familiar spirit all for him to tell him He's going to die the next day. If God is not answering you, that is your answer. You do not seek it in a woman or a man with a familiar spirit. You do not go to sorcerers, to nemocrancers. You do not go to palm readers. You do not go to soothsayers. You do not go to mediums. You do not go to wizards. If God is not answering you, your answer is in the Bible. And nine times out of ten, he already answered you. And you don't want to walk with the answer that he gave you. Let me tell you something. If you in a situation like Saul was... He was coming up against an army and he was fearful. He wanted a word from God. Will he win? And God did not respond to him. His outcome on this one was negative. Look at Jesus as our an example. Jesus said, Father, let this cup turn from me. He already knew what God's will was, but he said, let this cup turn from me. In other words, I don't want to die, God. Take it away. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. In the midst of his beatings, in the midst of of his sufferings 
in the midst of it he already knew God's response but yet he still said father please take this cup from me and God did not answer and so what did Jesus say nevertheless not my will but thy will be done and he suffered and he died but that's not the end of the story because he rose from the dead and then went to those that was following him sometimes in the midst of your struggle your suffering God has already given you the answer and you have to hold on to it you can go back to him and you can ask him and there will be no answer so nevertheless not my will but thine will be done now these prophets like the woman that conjure up the dead she did it by satanic measures these people these prophets are prophesied by Baal they are false prophets and, and God is using Jeremiah to speak to the false prophets and he's letting them know that God is saying you're walking after things that do not profit you they're not going to benefit you when you conjure up spirits it's not going to benefit you the way you think it should There is no P-R-O-F-I-T profit to it. Isaiah the 19th chapter. The third verse. And the spirit of Egypt shall fail in the midst thereof. And I will destroy the counsel thereof. Why? Because they seek to the idols. Statues made with hands. And to the charmers. And to them that have familiar spirits. And to the wizards. This is the spirit of Egypt. The spirit of Pharaoh. And he is going to cut the head of the viper. He said, it doesn't profit you to go to them for counsel. He's going to destroy their counsel. Understand that. Ezekiel, the 13th chapter. The 13th chapter, the 6th verse. They have seen vanity and lying divination, saying the Lord saith, and the Lord hath not sent them. 
and they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. And had ye, and yet have not seen a vain vision, and have yet not spoken a lion divination, whereas ye say that the Lord saith, albeit I have not spoken. Let me tell you something, women and men of God. We have these false prophets in the church today. They seek counsel from charmers, from wizards, and from familiar spirits. They practice sacromancy, necromancy, necromancy, which is seancing, conjuring up the dead. They let these spirits enter into them and prophesy by them. And God is saying today, I have not said through them, for it is the familiar spirit. Satanic roots are there. The Antichrist spirit copying God through these men and women. We learned that last week. Having signs and wonders just like God, but they have an Antichrist spirit and they are in the church today. And God is saying, do not seek their counsel for I have not said. Numbers, the 24th chapter. Numbers 24. And this is where I came up against opposition before. But I want you to understand that I'm talking about here is Balaam. And I understood him to be a prophet of the Most High God. But as I began to study some a couple of years ago, I began to see in Revelations, the second chapter, that Jesus is talking against Balaam. And I'm trying to sit there in my mind and saying, God, why are you saying this? Why is Jesus saying this against Balaam? He was a prophet to the children of Israel. But then I learned as I studied and as I studied for this, that Balaam saw enchantments. 24 verse 1. And when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel... He, he went not, as other times, to seek for enchantments. That means, when he went to seek for enchantments, he was doing idolatry, practicing sorcery. Now, what did we just say about that? He went to whisper a magical spell against them to take as an omen against the children of Israel, but because the Lord was blessing him, the Lord was blessing them. He set his face towards the wilderness and he did not go to divine against them. 
that's verse one now let's go and you're saying well he is not a false prophet oh but yes he is let's go to joshua the 13th chapter Joshua 13:22 It said Balaam also the son of Beor the soothsayer Does that help you out a little more? It helped me. The soothsayer the diviner. So we know he not God's diviner, right? He has a familiar spirit. He's Satan's worker. He is, has an antichrist spirit. Doing signs and wonders that God did with the prophets through him. He said, Balaam also the son of Beor, the soothsayer, did the children of Israel slay with the sword among them that were slain by them. Okay. So why did I include him? Let's go back to Numbers 24. Numbers 24, verse 2. It says, And Balaam lifted up his eyes, and he saw Israel abiding in his tents according to their tribes, and the Spirit of God came upon him. And he took up his parable and said, Balaam, the son of Beor, have said, And the man whose eyes are open. It wasn't his natural eyes, because he could already see. It was his spiritual eyes. His eyes were open. And he had said, which heard the words of God, which saw the vision of the Almighty falling into a trance. But having his eyes open. Here he is because the spirit of God took over. He was able to see in the spirit. The spirit of God came on the soothsayer so that, sh that he wouldn't curse the children of Israel, but would bless. So that he wouldn't curse, but bless. And he became a seer. And in chapter 22, Let's go there. Numbers 22. Chapter 22. Verse 5 through 7. Here it is. Balaam. In chapter 22. Balaam. Is being sought out by Balak to curse the children of Israel. And God told him not to go. 
to curse. But as you read 22, he then, in verse 20, he said, And God came unto Balaam at night and said unto him, If the men come to call thee, rise up and go with them. But yet the word which I shall say unto thee, thou shalt thou do. And in chapter 22, he meets an angel. But the Spirit of God comes on him again, and his eyes are open. In your spare time, read chapter 22 through 24 of Numbers. So here, Balaam is having visions of the Almighty. In 22, he saw an angel, and a donkey spoke to him because of the Spirit of God. Now, Balaam, Revelation, chapter 2. This is what Jesus had to say. And he said, And to the angel of the church of Pergamos, he said, I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is. And thou holdest fast my name and hast not denied my faith. But I have a few things against thee. Because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. Let me tell you something about these people that believe that witchcraft is okay in the church. They teach people to commit fornication in the spirit. They teach them how to astral project and have sex with you or to give you some dream and make you think it's not real, but they're having sex with you. It's a see me not type of thing. It is a real work of the, of the devil, of Satan. You can go and be referenced to Numbers 25, 1 through 3. This is where Balaam taught them to eat things sacrificed to idols. 31, 1 and verse 16, it says, Balaam counseled to commit trespass. He counseled to commit trespass. 2 Peter 2, 15 through 16. It says, that Balaam loved the wages of unrighteousness. And when you go to Numbers 22, verse 5 through 7, Balak sent men to Balaam with the rewards of divination, a divine sentence of witchcraft, a curse, is what he wanted. But Balak had rewards from who they cursed before. And then the Apostle Peter is saying he loved the wages of unrighteousness. In verse 19, he says, They promised liberty, these false prophets and teachers of the church. But they are the servants of corruption themselves. Their latter end is worse than the beginning. And these that are like Balaam in the church. They are like the dog that is returned unto his own vomit again. And the sow that was washed to her wallowing mire. And the sow is a pig. Numbers 22 verse 31. 
God opened the eyes of Balaam. And in verse 32, he said, Thy way is perverse. Thy way is perverse. Heavenly Father, I pray that this word seep into the hearts and the minds of your people, that they will be able to discern the truth of your word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, put the spirit of truth in them, that they won't walk by the spirit of error. In Jesus Christ's name. And you can reach me at convertingsoulsinternationalministries.org. Thank you. Peace and blessings to you all.